please join in our entrance hymn number 194, Christ Be Beside Me. Christ be beside me, Christ be before me, Christ be behind me, King of my heart, Christ be within me, Christ be below me, Christ be above me, never to part. Christ on my right hand, Christ on my left hand, Christ all around me, shield in the strife, Christ in my sleeping, Christ in my sitting, Christ in my rising, light of my name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Lord be with you. Welcome again to our Sunday celebration of Mass. Today the church celebrates the second Sunday in the Lenten season. As we begin our Mass, we invite the young children to go to the hall where they will celebrate the Word of God in their own. Today, as you know, also is the Feast of St. Patrick, and of course, at the beginning of Mass, we've just sung that uh, prayer of St. Patrick, which is contained in the first hymn of today's Mass, a prayer that invites uh, Christ to be in our life. Today, uh, in the Gospel reading of Mass, we hear of the Transfiguration, and of course, once again, we confirm that we believe not in a fallen world, but in a transfigured world by the grace of God. To begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault, Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, who have commanded us to listen to your beloved Son, be pleased, we pray, to nourish us inwardly by your word, 
that with spiritual sight made pure, we may rejoice to behold your glory. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. A reading from the book of Genesis. Taking Abram outside, the Lord said, Look up to heaven and count the stars if you can. Such will be your descendants, he told him. Abram put his faith in the Lord, who counted this as making him justified. I am the Lord, he said to him, who brought you out of our other Chaldeans to make you heir to this land. My Lord, the Lord, Abram replied, how am I to know that I shall inherit it? He said to him, get me a three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old goat, a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. He brought him all these, cut them in half, and put half on one side and half facing it on the other. But the birds he did not cut in half. Birds of prey came down in the carcasses, but Abram drove them off. Now as the sun was setting, Abram fell into a deep sleep, and terror seized him. When the sun had set and darkness had fallen, there appeared a smoking furnace and a firebrand that went between the halves. That day the Lord made a covenant with Abram in these terms. To your descendants I give this land, from the wadi of Egypt to the great river. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord is my light and my help. The Lord is my light and my help. The Lord is my light and my help. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Before whom shall I shrink? when I call, have mercy and answer. Of you my heart has spoken, come seek his face. The Lord is my light and my help. It is your face, O Lord, that I see. Your face, dismiss not your servant in Paul to the Philippians. My brothers, be united in following my rule of life. 
Take out your models, everybody who's already doing this, and study them as you used to study us. I have told you often, and I repeat it today with tears, there are many who are behaving as the enemies of the cross of Christ. They are destined to be lost. They make foods into their God, and they are proudest of something they ought to think shameful. Things they think important are earthly things. For us, our homeland is in heaven, and from heaven comes the Saviour we are waiting for, the Lord Jesus Christ, and he will transfigure these wretched bodies of ours into copies of his glorious body. He will do that by the same power with which he can subdue the whole universe. So then, my brothers and dear friends, do not give way, but remain faithful in the Lord. I miss you very much, dear friends. You are my joy and my crown. The word of the Lord. with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus took with him Peter, John and James and went up the mountain to pray. As he prayed, the aspect of his face was changed and his clothing became brilliant as lightning. Suddenly there were two men there talking to him And they were Moses and Elijah, appearing in glory, and they were speaking of his passing, which he was to accomplish in Jerusalem. Peter and his companions were heavy with sleep, but they kept awake and saw his glory and the two men standing with him. As these were leaving him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is wonderful for us to be here. So let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what he was saying. As he spoke, a cloud covered them with shadow, and when they went into the cloud, the disciples were afraid. And a voice came from the cloud saying, This is my son, the chosen one, listen to him. And after the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone. The disciples kept silence and at that time told no one what they had seen. The Gospel of the Lord. It's extraordinary to think that a man went into mosques in New Zealand, houses of prayer with guns and bombs to kill men and women and children and to live stream it on the internet. What madness would have made him think that this was 
all right, what belief or thought would have justified doing these different deeds. It's difficult to make sense of it, isn't it? We are in the process of piecing it all together in these times. It was planned, perhaps over a long period. The place was chosen, the day was picked, and the attacker travelled perhaps many miles to this vulnerable spot. It was deliberate against a religion, against a time in which these people were at prayer, and it was done with the prime intention of killing and maiming as many individuals as possible. The attacker himself, we believe, was young, a man of the far right, radicalised, perhaps wound up by others to do this terrible deed. And we've seen it before, in recent times too. The last time it was at the synagogue in America. Before that, it was uh, at churches in the Philippines. This time, it is in a mosque. These are sad times in which we live. And of course, the legacy of war and conflict and the fires that it creates are surrounding us at the present time. It's not right the great powers bomb villages and towns from aircrafts and from the sea. And it's not right either that men and women go into market squares with bombs, busy thoroughfares, times when people are about their business, houses of prayer, wedding receptions and so on. But of course, it's all part of the same thing, that kind of terrible cycle of violence that we've come to be caught up in. You can't help but think that it's all connected in the times in which we live. The war on terror, the mad politics, the populist and extremist leaders, the quickness of people to go to their gun, the call for war and so on, the lack of consensus, the small extremist groups that think they can do harm to others. It seems that it's all connected, one thing leading to another. It feels as if we are moving to the edges as well. Edges where we become shocked at people's actions and the things that they can do to one another. And we don't think that we can be shocked anymore. But then all of a sudden, we are even more shocked. The laws of decency and the laws of civilised behaviour seem to have gone out of the window. Today at Mass, instead, we are directed to the mountaintop, a place, if you like, far from the battlefields of the world of today, a windswept place, perhaps, where the air is clean and the beauty of the world can be seen by those men who climb up to the mountaintop itself. It would be difficult in our own mind's eye to imagine a more peaceful place than this mountaintop that Jesus himself and Peter and James and John stand upon. What we hear of in this mountaintop is that Jesus himself is transfigured in light. His clothes shine brighter than any earthly bleacher can make them. So bright that the apostles have to shield their eyes from this light. It's a light itself that cannot be dimmed. What we've simply heard then is one of the great gospel stories of Jesus' transfiguration 
and this light that emanates from himself and from his garments. But what we also believe is that the world itself is transfigured by the presence of the Lord in the world and by his grace. Problems can be solved. Enemies through him can be reconciled. Disputes can be ended. People don't need to go for the gun. They don't need to bluster with threats. They don't need to create a culture where it's an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Instead of a fallen world, we believe in a transfigured world through the presence of Christ. Darkness gives way to light. Hope returns. Things that are fallen can be rebuilt. We believe instead of a fallen world, in a transfigured world, things that are transformed by the power of God's grace. People are indeed right to be shocked by the events that happened in New Zealand just a short time ago. A place, of course, New Zealand, that couldn't be further from where we are at present. And yet it seems very close indeed. It could have been a mosque in our street, in our town, or in any of our cities. It could have been a church like this. It could have been people that we ourselves know because the, the people themselves, in that instance, are so close to us. Today at Mass, we are directed ourselves to this mountaintop, a place far away from all of this uh, disaster. But of course, the sadness of itself uh, still is with us today. And one of the shocking points is that we share that common humanity with those who have fallen. We are sad because we can see them like ourselves in streets and places like we ourselves walk upon. There's a need, isn't there, not to give in to hopelessness? There's a need not to give in to despair. There's a need to isolate those who do those terrible deeds. And there is a need for us to fight against extremist views in the world itself. But this is a time in which we should have clear heads and not lose sight of our ideals, not lose sight of our hopes or aspirations for the world in which we live and the relationships that we have with one another. The beams of light that come from our Lord today and from his garments come to us also. These can never be dimmed can never be shut out by the darkest moments of life in the world itself. In times in which are hard, in times in which are dark, we cling even more to that light which we believe in, the light that comes to us and to everyone for salvation, for a better world, for a dreamed, redeemed and transfigured world. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, consubstantial with the Father, through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate to the Virgin Mary and became man. 
For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. Today we hear in the first reading that God speaks to Abraham and, of course, enters into an agreement with him. He will be his God and they will be his people. God continues to travel with his people in this world of today. And once again, we entrust our prayers, our thoughts and the desires of our hearts to him. For those who lost their life in the attack on the mosques in New Zealand, and for those injured and recovering in hospital, and for families who grieve the loss of one of their own, Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For an end to a cycle of violence that does not value or respect the life of the other, Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. That people will seek to resolve their disputes with one another in healthy and good ways, rather than by destructive actions. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For international conflicts, which have not really ended, which are merely postponed. For true resolutions of conflicts, which are resolved by justice being done and forgiveness being shown. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. That our Lenten resolutions may bring peace to our hearts. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For the children preparing to receive the sacrament of reconciliation, that their minds and hearts may always be open to the love and mercy of God. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. On this weekend in which we celebrate the Feast of St. Patrick, we pray that the people of Ireland and all those of Irish descent may draw strength and encouragement from their rich Christian traditions. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For those preparing for married life, that their love for each other may be a sign to us of the love of God, alive and active in the world. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For all who have died and all that we ask to remember in prayer. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. Almighty God, may the words of our lips and the thoughts of our hearts find favour in your sight. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Please join in our offer to him, number 638, Take Me, Lord. Oh 
brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May this sacrifice, O Lord, we pray, cleanse us of our faults and sanctify your faithful in body and mind for the celebration of the Paschal festivities. We ask this through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For after he had told the disciples of his coming death, on the holy mountain he manifested to them his glory, to show even by the testimony of the law and the prophets that the passion leads to the glory of the resurrection. And so with the powers of heaven, we worship you constantly in earth, and before you, without end, we acclaim. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them with you fall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you.
In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world, bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours forever and ever. And we pray with great confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you always. And now let's offer one another a sign of peace and friendship.
O Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Oh. 
please join in hymn number 681, This Is My Body. Let us pray. As we receive these glorious mysteries, we make thanksgiving to you, Lord, for allowing us, while still on earth, to be sharers even now in the things of heaven. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Just to remind you that through the week, uh, Stations of the Cross will be on Tuesday and Wednesday rather than Monday and Wednesday in order to accommodate the First Confessions, First Reconciliation, which is on Monday evening. So please remember the young children who are about to receive that sacrament too. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Please join in our final hymn, number 308, Heal Glorious St. Patrick. <laughs> 